Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join hosts Matt and Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels for some good and healthy girl talk. Get comfortable and ready to take some notes because there's always a gem. This season, we are digging into radical self-love through the 12 principles of healing through hospitality. Welcome to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Episode seven. We're here. Live and direct from Washington, D.C. <laughs> Go ahead. Sirens in the background. I know. I was, yeah, I was going to say, should we stop and we record, but. No. This this, is, you said we're recording live and direct from Washington, D.C. Yeah, we ain't so. lying. It might be more sirens. <laughs> Who knows? City life. How's it going? Exactly. It's going well. I can't complain. How about you? It's going good, man. We are now, it's the spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. Hallelujah. Yes. March 21st. Good times. Mm, mm, mm. Good times. Getting ready to hit that airy season stride. Is today the first day of airy season? Or is it, it's in a, Uh, I think it might be like tomorrow or something. Yeah, maybe in a couple of days. I'm not exactly sure of the start date of Aries. Season. Yeah, I think it's like the 22nd or 23rd. Needless to say, spring is in the air. Aries season is here. Yeah, we're feeling good, all things considered. All things considered. All right, let's jump right in. Love it or leave it. Um, what are you loving or leaving? I this am week? leaving something this week. <laughs> what? Yes. Um. I asked you off air, had you watched Love is Blind? And you said no at the time of this recording. But for those who have watched season two of Love is Blind, I am leaving Shake. He is terrible. And I am leaving all the narcissists out there who are like him. I watched the reunion episode and I was just floored by his lack of self-awareness. I mean, we're all on a journey, but his level (laughs) of being unhealed is just (laughs) second to none. How old is he? I don't know. 31, 32, something like that. Um, I mean, he's accomplished. He's a veterinarian, but he's just, he's an asshole. Like there's no other way to put it. Not just to the- F boy at its finest? At its finest. Not even just to the woman that he- "Quote unquote," matched with who is who is just such a, a lovely um, young lady, but even to all the other people, I mean, to Nick and Vanessa, he was he's just a jerk. So Dang. he's almost one of those people. It seemed like he enjoyed being the villain, mm. um, like attention seeking, and it didn't matter how he got it. And so one of the women on there said, "Like you need to find help for your." narcissism. (laughs) And it made me think about, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have a lot of friends who are like, there was like a season, a wave of a lot of people having babies and a lot of people getting married. And now it's a lot of divorces. Like I've noticed a wave. I think um, COVID has probably, and just the pandemic has probably exacerbated (laughs) some of these issues. when people really had to be in the house with their significant other. I think it made it worse. And just being in a stressful and anxious, anxiety time, right? Like, yeah. But I have a few friends who have, you know, split from their partners and Mm -hmm. have gone through therapy. 
and whose partners have received this like narcissism. I don't know if you call it a diagnosis. Yes. Um, and as I was watching Shake, I was like, oh my God, is that what this is? So more power to those of you who have parted ways um, and have really focused on <laughs> your own wellness because that is, it's unbearable. So I'm leaving it. I'm leaving narcissism. Yeah. And I would just say, you know, we all always like look outside to what other people are doing. Observe what, what's his name? Shake. Shake. What he is doing if you watch the Love is Blind reunion mm-hmm. and Take a little stop. Yeah. Is this is me? this me? Oh, <laughs> I was like because there are. I mean, you know, every of course it doesn't discriminate, right? right? But there are women who are also um, narcissistic as well, mm-hmm. and so I, I think we all we always just need to be aware of the um, characteristics that we're exhibiting and, and how that may play. Exactly, even just like narcissistic tendencies, you mm-hmm. know. But it's all about me. Oh my God. Is that narcissism? Yeah, all about me and just oh. and know it all and just gaslighting. Like mm-hmm. the extent to which he was. Are you a narcissist? Me? Like, I'm joking. <laughs> Do I, have I. Because you, you said gaslighting. Do I gaslight you, know you? you like. No, 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 you know you like to start a little fire every now okay, and then. Okay. No, that's different. That's, I yeah, know. okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're, we're, we're back. So. In our friend group, I'm a fire starter, right? Like I'll always like get things going between us and then fade to black in the chat. So I'll say something between my last sisters like, oh, you just going to let her talk to you like that? And then step off. But gaslighting in the definition that I was using it, what Shake was doing, um, you know what? I'll I'll look up the definition of gaslighting because it's one of those terms that's become... Really pop- more popular, right? yeah, but it, but I, it does have different meanings. It stemmed from a um, I had looked it up a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I understood. I mean, I knew it was a form of manipulation, but I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that I understood what it meant. And it came from a movie that was like mm-hmm. from the 30s or 40s called like Gas Gaslight or Gaslit or something, and that's where the terminology came from. Um, but it's different than what we're talking about, which they call me like fire starter in the group, so. Yes. Gaslighting. Psychologists use the term gaslighting to refer to a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else or a group of people to question their own reality, their memory, or their perceptions. And it's always a serious problem, according to psychologists. So this is something where someone will tell you what you said, and you will start doubting yourself like, wait, did I say that? Or they will <laughs> have you doubt your own memory, have you doubt, you know, things that how you showed up. So I have, mm-hmm. you know, some friends that I've talked to in relationships where their husbands right. have used this as a tactic to say, tactic. you do this or you say that to the point where they started doubting their own, literally doubting their own memory because mm. this person was so um, effective mm-hmm. at manipulation where they would say, well, I don't want to get into this confrontation. So I will just succumb to whatever this person has said, but then start to Mm -hmm. think, think differently of themselves. Um, And in some cases even devalue themselves because of things that were said in these conversations. So like that is how I felt like this man was showing up in this reunion. And for the record, I do not believe that I do that. (laughs) If I do do that, let me know. But yeah. <laughs> Am I not so cool? No, I, I just had to add some um comic relief. Yes, into that yes. Episode. So that's what I'm that's what I'm leaving. I'm leaving Shake and his mean and manipulative ways. What about you? Loving or leaving this week? 
Well, I'll stay in the uh, leaving uh, role this this month or this week, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, what I'm leaving is celebrities who get talk shows. So <laughs> I absolutely love Jennifer Hudson. Like, she's an amazing singer. Mm-hmm. She, you know, really that's all I love her for is just, you know. Oh, and <laughs> an actress. Voice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, her voice and, and her acting mm-hmm. skills, right? But they've recently said they're giving Jennifer Hudson a talk show. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe she has this personality that I have not been exposed to yet. Um, but I just don't understand why she has a talk show. And then, of course, they gave Nick Cannon a, a um, TV show. It was pretty corny. It got canceled. The real I heard is getting canceled. Oh, they I mean, had a good, like, the I mean, real had a good run. They had a good yeah. run for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just leaving all of these celebrities who. I mean, I guess it's good to try things. Right? I mean, it's been a, quite a few yeah. over the years who have just kind of come and gone. And I hope Jay Hud is successful because, of course, we want to see our black women thrive. thrive. Right, but. Everything is not for everybody. And again, maybe I just don't know her personality enough um, to see how she'll thrive in this area. But Agree. And also the format of the show. Like, there are some shows who, who, I mean, the shows win because of their producers. Like, when I think about Mm -hmm. Ellen, it's one of my, it was one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. But uh previous to the show like i wasn't watching the i mean i was also young but like the ellen sitcom i mean i've taken a peek back and don't don't think i would watch it the ellen Mm (laughs) stand-up but the format of the show i think um for the time that it was on worked so unless jay hud has some production magic I'm hoping because even like someone I used to love Tamron Hall Mm -hmm. on the Today Show. And then when, you know, she got let go from that. It didn't translate. It didn't translate. And I really wanted to support her talk show. Or even Anderson on Daytime. It didn't translate. Oh, I never even watched Anderson on Daytime. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't curl all the way over for me. Dang, because now and then I, we're gonna we're gonna leave this after I say mm-hmm. this. But Anderson is supposed to be doing a new show on CNN Plus mm-hmm. about fatherhood or like parenting. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was like, oh, I'm gonna give this a shot. But I really forgot that he never had a talk show. Yeah, that did. No, well, he did have a talk show. I mean, no, that's what oh, I'm that, saying. Oh, oh, right. I never knew that he had a talk show. Yeah, yeah. We mm. we shall see. It's a it's a tough format, and I'll say that even mm-hmm. for for podcasting. I mean, mm-hmm. that's true. There are millions of podcasts out there, um, yeah, but only very few that are hitting the mark. So I mean, we're still in it, but it ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What are we talking about today? It is time to set the table. Um, Today, we are talking about the seventh principle in the Healing Through Hospitality framework, which is show love. As you guys know, these uh, 12 principles were adopted from the Love Madden Gathering Guide. In the context of gathering, showing love really means to listen actively, to listen, to understand, um, to respond when necessary, because it doesn't always garner a response, with compassion and affirmation. Um, mm-hmm. Showing love in the context of gathering, in those gatherings in particular, also means gentle correction when called for. Um, it's not mm-hmm. just about affirming and validating, but also about serving um, as another perspective for your loved ones, but doing those things in love. In the overall healing context, though, 
Um, it looks a little bit different. And for me, and really for this entire Love Madden community and movement, it boils down um, to this, which is the foundation for this whole thing, which is love God, love self, and love others. And I pull that from um, Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, um, where there was a question to Jesus, you know, which is of all the laws and of all the commandments, what is the greatest? And he replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on to these two commandments. Um, Mm. Oftentimes we hear about loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and we hear about loving our neighbor But the text says to love your neighbor as yourself. And our model for loving ourself is how we love God because we were created in the image of God. We are divine. We are Um, Mm God-like. So all of this for me, what love is doesn't boil down to anything else, romanticism or friendship or all these other things, but it's really using the model of how we're called to love God with everything we've got. And then we're called to love ourselves and other people in the same way. So that's what we are going to be talking about today. I love it. Yeah. So, all right, let's dig in. And Yummy. my first question, as always, mm-hmm. to you, Miss Madden, is: What does showing love look like to you in practical terms? So, if we were to take what I just talked about, sort of a step um, even simpler, it mm-hmm. is treating yourself and treating others as though you were divine. Mm. Seeing the God in yourself and seeing the God in humanity um, and acting accordingly. That's what it boils down to. So showing love, how we treat others, how we treat people, our family members, ourselves, how we speak to ourselves. Is that how we would treat you know, a supreme being? Is that how we would treat the creator of all the world? And nine times out of 10, the answer is is no. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, make sure that you're spending time in the word. And it's definitely something I could do more of to really understand how God um, showed love to others, but then showed love to himself as well um, in all of the things that, you know, he did throughout time. And so if you aren't aware of, you know, what the Bible says, you can't stand on those things um, in terms of, you know, how you need, how God sees you, Mm -hmm. how you should be seeing yourself, Mm -hmm. how you should see others. Um, So I think that's really important to, um, to highlight as well is like, you have to spend time in the word to kind of know what God's love looks like. Correct. I agree. And to be able to honor it, you have to first recognize it, right? So mm-hmm. we um, recognize that God is like the ultimate creator. Everything was created by this divine spiritual being, which is God. Mm-hmm. We know that we were created in God's image. And so all of us are creators. I know there's this title of like creatives, but that's mm-hmm. everybody. Everybody here has a purpose Um, And everybody here has something that we were destined to create. So a way of loving ourselves is just by honoring who we are. We love God by honoring who he is. We go to church and say, oh God, we honor you just for being who you are. That is an 
exhibition of our love. Um, you know, we praise God. Um, we learn about God. We spend time with God. We converse with God. These are all things that we should be doing um, in an appropriate context within our relationship with ourselves and others. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I have a question for you. Um, what role has showing love played in your personal life and your journey to healing? And it could be love, you know, for yourself or whatever, but the, just love and showing love, illustrating love. What, how has that played a role in your self-healing journey? Yeah. I, um, for me, I'll start with the, you know, loving myself part. Um, like you just mentioned, it's so critical that if you don't love yourself, we all have insecurities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is to go without saying, but if you don't embrace the fullness of who you are mm -hmm. and love who you are, that definitely shows up in how you relate to others. And I think at those times when I have had, um, you know, maybe not maybe I have wasn't loving myself as much as I should have been mm -hmm. in that moment because of whatever was going on in my life. I can see the direct correlation of how I treated others or over-treated others, right? So, um, you know, I, we've talked about on this podcast before how sometimes I lean more to people-pleasing, mm -hmm. right? And so to me, that's over-treating others mm. because I didn't love myself enough to put myself first as an example, mm -hmm. right? So you have to make sure that you have the right balance and it's a constant journey, right? Because there's ebbs and flows of life, but you definitely, I think it's important to, it was important for me, I'll say, to really take the time necessary, necessary to heal myself, um, to really embrace who I am and um, have that show up in how I have healthy relationships and how I show love in a healthy way mm -hmm. to others versus just, you know, overcompensating mm -hmm. or overtreating others who may not necessarily deserve what I was given. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the same for me. I think for me, it stemmed from, stemmed, yeah, from um, a seeking external validation. So people pleasing for me made me feel loved or made me feel validated because people were grateful. You're valuable. Thank you so much. You're so wonderful. So for me, the where I was seeking love from wasn't from myself, but it was from others. And so the motivation to love others was to be loved back or to be loved in return. Right. And so um understanding this equation has really unlocked something for me. I would say probably about 2014, 2013, 2014 is when I started to really um, be more intentional about my self-love and self-healing journey. Um, and right around the time that I got married, a little bit, like maybe a couple years before, um, and that's when you and I were really deep in the work of citrus and sugar. So not pouring from an empty cup. And so I, right. in, in doing research and trying to understand to teach, um, I learned the importance of sort of filling up my own cup first so that I was giving right. from overflow. But what I've understood with a lot of clarity in these past, I would say four or five years is where God fits into that equation. 
mm-hmm. um, and really using that as a model. When God says, when Christ says to love God with your heart, your soul, and your mind, what is that talking about? What does it look like to love myself with all of my mind? What does it look like to, to love myself with all of my soul and with all of my heart or my strength? Um, those different aspects of wellness. And so, you know, for me, I think the role that love has played um, in my healing journey is still unfolding because I'm understanding it more by and by. I'm, I'm my definition of love is getting clearer in time over time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you could have asked me this ten years ago, and I would have said, um, "Yeah, I love myself because I equated self love with confidence." Mm-hmm. Um, but now, as I'm learning what self love is, and I have more clarity. I see that I have more work to do. Of course. Yeah. And like I said a few moments ago, mm-hmm. it's a continual journey. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I never think you get to a place where you don't have, um, you know, things to work on mm-hmm. as it relates to how you love, love on yourself and love yourself and, and fully embrace the person that you are. Yeah. Um, and a lot of so. times we talk a lot about spirituality, Christianity, um, and sometimes religion on the show. And I would say, at least in the Christian church, mm-hmm. we've been taught to value humility in such a way that it's almost mm-hmm. self-deprecating. And so you are good if you sacrifice and love others. Right. Um, but it almost leaves the blank that it is not good to love on yourself. And right, so even right, when right. we're reading these scriptures and we're um, understanding them, that part of the message is often um, like kind of swept swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next question is, what is a personal lesson that you've learned as it relates to showing love or loving God, loving yourself, loving others? Um, I think I learned many, right? Because I'm like very much in this space. It's constantly how I'm thinking and operating and tweaking. Um, but I, th- I think the answer f- for today is that mm-hmm. self-love is a daily practice. Mm-hmm. It's a continual practice. It's something that I need to be conscious of and working on all the time. It's not a weekend retreat or right. um, spending some time on self-care, but it's the thoughts that are ruminating in my mind all throughout the day, the thoughts right. that I'm taking with me to bed at night, the things that I'm saying to and about myself or thinking to and about myself you know, as I'm getting dressed or in the shower or wherever, like in these personal moments. And so it is a daily practice that requires an intense amount of intentionality um, because it's very easy for me and I would imagine many others to put others first and mm-hmm. forget not to be intentional about loving myself. Yeah, no, that's good. I think um, my lesson goes back to um, one of the answers you gave to the previous question about like seeking that and external validation Mm -hmm. from others. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've learned, of course you have, you know, family and friends who are going to be there with you 
you know, through thick and thin all the time, right? But honestly, at the end of the day, all of those things can be fleeting, mm-hmm. right? If, um, you know, you get in an argument with someone, you have a falling out, mm-hmm. okay, that person leaves. It's a bit of a relationship. You all break up or, what you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, that may fade away. Even if someone... Um, you lose someone who is close to you because they passed away. Mm-hmm. You know that that love is, you know, they they had that love for you that is um, in your heart mm-hmm. and you can carry it with you, but you're not getting that same level of love every day from that person. Right. And so you have to be fully grounded at, in yourself because a lot of the love that you get from external sources is fleeting, mm-hmm. just to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I I sought out that love from others to build me up. But at the end of the day, between me and God, those are the only two people who can really make sure that my foundation is solid enough mm-hmm. um, as it relates to self-love. Mm. So your lesson is that you have to be your your own source, yes, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from there, we're able to show love more effectively to others. Mm-hmm. So let's pause there for a second. What does showing love to others look like for you? Showing love to others. um, For me, it's being there, being supportive, um, being a listening ear, uh, showing compassion and grace uh, and kindness when necessary. Um, Earlier, you mentioned gentle correction. That's probably something that I need to work on Mm -hmm. because usually when I'm correcting, it's not gentle, (laughs) Um, but uh, normally done in love. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's no excuse. Just to put that out there. (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) Disclaimer. Um, But yeah, just, you know, Giving people the space and and grace to be who they are um, is really the way that I show love to others. Um, you know, is just providing providing them that space and showing them that you know it's okay mm-hmm. whether we're in the highs of life or the lows of life. You know, I'm here and I'm gonna use what I have in my toolbox to love love, love on you, love on mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, for me, showing love to others really stems from having that foundation of what God has to say about love. Um, and what we know about God's love is that it is unconditional. So for me, it's been a practice of loving regardless of, or loving in spite of, um, it's not necessarily, you know, sacrificial in a way where, oh, someone's treating me bad, so I'm going to still hang out with them or date them or show up. But I think love, you know, with a big L, loving humanity, loving people through their faults and their issues. Um, And we're going to talk about this in episode eight. You know, you can still set boundaries and love someone, Mm -hmm. um, but to be able to do that regardless, to not be so caught up in how upset that I feel about them that, um, just because I'm not talking to them doesn't mean that I don't care or have love for them. You can pray for people um, from afar, from a, distance. from a distance. Absolutely, you can wish people well from a distance. You can make an active choice not to slander um, people's names. You can make an active choice not to, you know, gossip about people. So I think that there are ways that we can show love to others regardless of the circumstance and just adjusting what that love looks like. 
um, for me, a big piece of that was understanding the order, love God, self, and others. So putting my self-love first um, in order to be in a place where I was strong enough, confident enough, had a strong enough foundation to know what it looked like to love people um, when they were ugly. Mm-hmm. Oh. And to receive it too. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then another cue that I took just from my spiritual walk is um, you know, first Corinthians. And so we talk often and we hear about it in weddings about love being, um, kind and, and patient and not keeping a record of wrongdoings. And that I mean, it's a pretty deep stuff. Um, and so <laughs> what I'm learning, and if we're being honest, most of us aren't doing all those, all those things, things all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think anyone is doing all of those things all the time. So for right. me, it's bringing myself back to that. Like, even in how I show love as a mother, you know, is it more important that my child does what I want her to do? Or is it more important that I teach her in in a loving way through gentle correction? That requires an extreme amount of patience that I don't have in a lot of other circumstances. But to me, it's more important that I first love her and respect her. And we don't talk about this in the Black community because we think respecting kids is spoiling them, but respecting her, she's her own being and entity, so that my teaching, my correction, my discipline has a place to land that doesn't end up in resentment. You know, so that's what I'm, that's, of course, you're going to pull from it for your husband because that's what's in all the books and journals and the premarital counseling and whatever. But are we kind and patient and not keeping a record of wrongdoings when it comes to, you know, our, our mother-daughter relationships, whether it's with our own mother or our children? Are we doing it with our girlfriends and our friend groups? So that's something I'm really working on because patience is not something, it's not, I don't know if it's how I'm wired or how I was raised. It's just not something that I've got. So it's something that I'm working on doing better. <laughs> yeah, my brother, I don't, and I don't even know why, because I don't think he's that patient, mm-hmm. but he always is getting on me like... Be patient. Just relax. What are we in a rush for? I'm like, So hard. I move so fast. I think fast. I'm just always on to the next thing. And I'm trying, trying, trying with the being present and patient. And especially as it relates to others. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. Okay. So now we're at the portion where we talk about the takeaway. So, you know, I'll start with you. What, What do you want our listeners to know about showing love you know, so we talked about our personal lesson, but in their own lives, do you have advice? Do you have something that someone could implement as a practice like today? Like if they wanted to walk away from this episode and say, I want to practice showing more love, what what would you say? You know, this is an interesting um, little nugget that came up as you were finishing the end of the question, mm-hmm. right? And so what I'm going to say as a... Um, takeaway Mm -hmm. or a tip Mm -hmm. is don't be afraid to apologize. Mm. And I don't know why that came up. Mm. So maybe somebody out there needs it. Maybe I need it. Mm. But I think that is also a part of showing love Mm. to others. Um, You know, sometimes we can be, mm, what's the word? Uh, Stubborn, Mm -hmm. prideful, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's a little bit of unforgiveness Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. Um, All of those things, you know, can cause us not to tell someone that we're sorry for something that we've done to them. And when we haven't shown love the way that we should, you know, I definitely think it's important for us to 
acknowledge that and to apologize to that person, to let them know that you value the relationship. Mm. And even though you didn't show up in the way that you would have wanted in this particular instance, that doesn't devalue, you know, the, um, the love or, you know, the, the relationship that you all have. So yeah, I don't know why that came up, mm. but that is my takeaway is don't be um, afraid or hesitant or too prideful um, to apologize to those that you love. Wow. That's good. Maybe, you know, that bubbled up because there is somebody who needs to hear that who's in a situation where they need to take this step and apologize. That's tough. It's it's so easy to say this person needs to apologize to me, but Mm-hmm. It's few and far between that I've had conversations with others where I or the person I'm talking to has said, I, I need really to need apologize. To apologize. It's just not yeah. <laughs> just not part of our vocabulary. Um, At all. And it's interesting too, <clears throat> because a lot of times we hear about forgiveness. So you're talking about unforgiveness when we when we hear about God and mm-hmm. you know love is essentially equated to forgiveness, like our salvation and the ultimate act of love is equated to um, forgiveness. And something someone told me, an older woman um, who was a guest of my husband's side of the wedding said that, that marriage is not about love or loving someone every you know time or loving over and over, but marriage is about forgiveness and forgiving over and over and being willing to apologize over wow. and over. And I was like, okay, lady, thanks. You know, thanks for that tidbit. <laughs> she was on the I something. Like, Me and her was on the same vibe. It's only going to be so much over and over, ma'am. Okay. But um, I think it's, I think it's real. Like being able to show up in love is not always going to be smooth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the other person and sometimes it's you. Um, so that was a good word for us to reflect on ourselves. Like, what do I need to apologize for right now? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. A practice, um, that I think people can start with sort of right now is searching for love, the word love in the scripture, um, and starting to understand the context around it. So go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, do you know how many times love shows up in the Bible? No. Do you? No. I thought you might know. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> no, she said that joint like she had a Snapple fact. I was like, well, how many? I don't know. <laughs> Real question. I mean, you're love mad and I thought you might have looked that up. Continue. I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> I cannot believe you interrupted to ask me that and didn't have no answer. I, w- I stopped myself, you did. but you saw me open my did. mouth. I, so did. I just said. Um, I read somewhere that Do Not Fear shows up like 365 times. But then when I read it again, uh, I mean, I, I looked further to see if that was really true. Because I was like, how is it exactly with the number of days in a year? I think it was like fear or not fearing shows up like 300 times or something. But I'm sure love shows up many times as well. Um, but while Tanil was looking that up, I'll finish my thought, which is the practice is um, to search the definition of love, I always start with scripture because, you know, that's sort of my my primary source uh, or primary resource. But then you can look other places. You know, what is a textbook definition of love? Um, look in different, you know, psychology and sociology resources and kind of match up with what science says, um, with what scripture says, with what society says. You don't have to look up what society says because we already know what, you know, mass media, movies and all that have taught us. But I would, you know, look up the the parts of the limbic brain and and 
Um, when we talk about like neuroscience and what does love, what are those emotions from a physiological and a mental standpoint? What does scripture have to say about it? And then cross-reference all those things and say, all right, here's what the feeling, here's what the emotion is, here's what the spiritual piece is. Then begin to define how you show love um, or, you know, lay it out. But for me, I did that so backward. You know, I thought I knew what it meant to show self-love, but I didn't even have a good handle on what love is or good definition on what it is. So for me, the love God self others has helped me to have a framework that I could quickly put back into place and say, uh, I'm out of order. All right, Tennille, your research shows. The Snapple fact of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) It says that the word love is mentioned 541 times. Oh boy. In the Bible. That's a lot of research, guys. So yeah, yeah, for this daily practice, you could just look up each reference and there's all different types of love, right? And we can talk about this separate, you know, so at another time, but they talk about the agape love and the philo, whatever, right. brotherly love. So and When I was looking on Google, they said the four loves, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So the philo, the eros, the agape. Mm-hmm. But then there was one, I don't think I've heard it in this way before. It says storage or store. No, it, there's no A in it. Oh. So it's Storgy. And what's I don't that? I know what that is. It says the empathy bond. Mm. I'm going to have to look a little bit into that. We'll come. I'm, we may. Let me not make no promises. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we may come back to that at one point because I don't think I've never heard of it like that. So I just want to dig into that a little bit more. I actually think that's a perfect segue for the next section. You talking about prom- you don't want to make a promise you're not going to keep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we always like to close out the episode by talking about a practice that we want to implement, not just in the future, not just in the near future, but in the very near future. What's something Mm -hmm. that you want to do, um, that you want to implement to help you on your journey as it pertains to showing love? So I will, I will commit to looking a little bit more into this empathy bond type of love just to get a handle around it. But I'm also going to take what you just said. Like, you know, we, know that there's four, 541 times love is mentioned. And I probably only know 50 of them Mm -hmm. in the Bible, Mm -hmm. like consciously know 50 of them. Right. right? So it's like, let me do a little bit of digging. So like you said, one instance of love a day in the Bible and, um, you know, how is that impacting my day and how is that going to impact my future? That's going to be transformative. You're making a lot of promises on here. You've been breathing for five minutes a day. <laughs> You're going to look up one love <laughs> definition per day. When are these days starting? When, when does this begin? I'm going to start looking up this empathy bond once we finish recording. Nice. Very good. Just I'm curious about it, but yeah, and then I'll let you all know how this one love, <laughs> one love instance a day is going. Because my word is supposed to be consistency, True. so that would be a good exercise and consistency just to um, look up the the verse for that day and maybe just write, you know, what it meant to me in like a journal or something. That's really, really good. I love that. I love that. It could be it could be content for my blog. Mm. I don't know. That's now I'm really over promising. I mean, right, yeah, we're thinking through. We're thinking through. Yeah. This is good. Um, so I w- I will say this about spending time in the Word every day. Um, that had that 2018 was a transformative year for me. 2017 mm. was probably one of the worst years I had ever experienced personally. It was a low year for me. A lot of lows. Mm-hmm. Um. 
it was really a culmination of just a lot of low seat, like a low season. It might have not just been that year, but I think 2017, it really came to a head. In 2018, I it's it's always interesting how there's a cause and effect, right? Mm-hmm. To set you up for success. But 2018 was a year where I was very intentional about reading the entire Bible. Um, so I started on January 1st of 2018. I didn't finish till February of 2019. I, I had a few, you know, about six weeks worth of missed days here and there. Um, but it was transformative for me. It, it was life-changing for me for, you know, everything that came after that, the birth of my daughter, the birth of my business, transformation in um, my work and my marriage and so many other places, so many other things. I think that that was a foundation for after I spent the year in the word. And I don't think there's anything super spiritual or magical about it. I think that spending a year on consistency, spending a year on discipline, spending a year starting my day focused on something positive, spending a year making good on a commitment that I made to myself. Like Mm. it it, it could be the Bible. It could be anything. It could be waking up and whatever. Um, But then that added component of the content and what I was receiving in the closeness to God really, um, it changed my life. So I know you're making a promise today and we're kind of making it kind of light, like, oh yeah, but I think any of us spending every day just focusing on a word around love could could be life-changing. Maybe that's when God will send me my Boaz. Mm. <laughs> okay, Boaz. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. Are you? Not really, but... <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to tie my uh earthly acts to God's deliverance True. in that way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um so I'll say for me as far as um applying this practice, I think it would be more so around um the work that I'm doing around patience. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's, you know, what I'm going to have a, even more of a greater focus on patience. I've already kind of started to do this, um, but just trying to be more intentional about it across the board. Like I mentioned, my daughter, the workplace, um, everywhere, patient with myself. It's just, it is, patience is a hallmark of showing love that that's the one that I need to work on the most. So for my practice, I think it would be continuing to be intentional about being patient with myself and others and patient with God. Again, this love thing always boils down to God, self, others. So when I talk about patience, it's with God, it's with myself, and then it's with other people. We always start with others first. Like I did it just now, like showing patience to you know my daughter, my coworkers, but right. it's first God. There are things that, like Tanil said, and we said it jokingly, we're asking for or we're looking to him for, um, but really not just talking about God's timing, but trusting God's timing. So. Child. Yeah. Yes. That's all, all right. that's all I got for the people. And you know what time it is. It's time for Deaconess, Prophetess, Evangelist, Jones. <laughs> Y'all be throwing around these titles. <laughs> to come through. Well, I'm not going to put your business out in the streets, but who knows? What's my anyway. business? I mean, it's nothing like oh. uh, current, you know, like, you know, it, I'm not going to get, you know, when people speak life into you, that's what I'll just say, oh. past, present, future, okay. when they're prophesying over your life. Okay. You know, deaconess, prophetess, evangelist, 
Joan. Oh, Lord. All right. Let's take it. Let's go to the throne. <laughs> God, we thank you so much for this new day. We are filled with gratitude um, for this day, for this opportunity, for this podcast, for this platform. God, I thank you for Tennille. Um, I thank you for my own life, Lord God, and for how you saw fit to use us in such a way. So we're so grateful Lord, we thank you for the framework that you've given us, not just on love, but really on everything that we need um, in your word, um, but not just in your word, God, but through the gift of the Holy Spirit who comes and 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 um, blesses us and illuminates us with clarity when we talk about, you know, gut feelings and um, things, you know, that we feel in and of ourselves, we know that those things come from you. And so we thank you for those things. We thank you for... Um, showing us the way if we're, you know, if we're only faithful enough to to seek those things out, God. So um, we ask that for every person who is listening to this right now, who wants to seek out healing for themselves and love, God, that you would give them that gut feeling that the Holy Spirit will be with them right now and show them the next steps, um, and practices around love, starting with their relationship with you. Help them to draw near to you, um, not just in their time of need, but at all times, God. And then help them to love themselves, God, as we uh, are taught to first love you. And then may that love be so fruitful and overflowing that we have um, plenty of love to give onto others. Help us to be patient, uh, help us to be kind, and help us to be a light uh, to the world, God. And we ask for all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. Till next Until time. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating and review. Yes, and there's plenty more where this came from. Check out the show notes, download the online guide, and keep the conversation going over at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.